Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Welcome. Welcome to uh, Sweet Podcast. I'm Paul Dickey. I'm the coordinator of the apprenticeship program at Sweet Continuing Education Workforce Training. And uh, we're a uh, non-credit educational class training community. We do non-credit training in our community. Uh, this podcast is part of our continuing outreach. And we it is a 20-minute podcast where it's conversational. And our 20 minutes started when I said welcome. Today we have as our guest, Matthew Willard, Matt, uh, who is a fourth year apprentice. Uh, I asked him to come on this week because this week is um, National Apprenticeship Appreciation Week and we want to reach out to one of our apprentices. Hi Matt, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am nervous. (laughs) There you go. So um, Matt, could you uh, introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about yourself and your history you know, and leading up towards the apprenticeship? Yeah, my name is Matthew Willard. Um, I'm 50 years old and uh, over the last few years, it was kind of tough to get mo- things moving from going working in the industry, uh, plant shutting down in the community, uh, FMC Corporation left and left a lot of people out of work. And you know, after time goes by, you wanna try to get into a trade and it's never too late to get into something so training, so yeah. in, into the apprenticeship program, I got a job uh, with B&G Plumbing here in Pocatello, Idaho, and they uh, offered me a, a position as an apprentice to learn in the plumbing in the plumbing trade. And so I jumped on with them and uh, been doing it for the four years now to try to get you know a license and be a journeyman plumber. And with the apprenticeship program, that's helped me get the training and the, the knowledge and the stuff for codes and for um, workforce that you need to go along with the trade. Okay. So, um, so was that the first time you heard about, uh, apprenticeships? Um, no, I had heard about the apprenticeship years ago through, uh, uh, some friends of mine, they went through iron worker apprenticeships, um, electrician apprenticeships. Um, I just never, um, I guess at the time I was always employed. I was always, you know, had a job, so I never worried about it. And then when, when, like I said, when plants shut down and you start, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. I've been there. (laughs) You know, so, so then it's like, it's never too, you know, it's never too late to, to get started with something new. So, um, the apprenticeship program come up, um, it was mentioned through the Shoshone Bannock tribes Uh in Fort Hall about, um, you know, training employees, the training people to go into different jobs and getting licenses. So, um, you have more you have more job opportunities by having a license and certifications and through the apprenticeship program, right. it, that helps you get that. That's right, you're a tribal member, aren't you? I am. Yeah, um, they have a what's uh, known as a registered apprenticeship um, at the uh, at, over at Social Bannock um, where they help you uh, supplement some of your costs in that program. Yes, right? they do. Okay, um, a lot of people might not w- know what an apprenticeship is. Could you maybe give us a short explanation of what an apprenticeship is? Um, an apprenticeship is, um, it's like a training program to, they, they pair you with, uh, with a licensed or a certified, like a plumber in the plumbing industry. Okay. They pair you with the journeyman plumber uh-huh. and you, you work alongside that plumber learning the trade and the apprenticeship 
helps you learn the, I guess, the background of the trade. Um, it, it gives you an opportunity to learn and work at the same time. Okay. Also, that includes classroom-related training. And yes, it does. That's what we supply yes. at uh, Idaho State University is the classroom-related portion of that, which you've been doing for four years now, and you're on your last year. Yes. You're looking forward to finishing that? Yes, I am definitely looking forward to that. I know for some, uh, for many apprentices, that's that's difficult, you know, the, the fact that they are uh, working a full-time job, um, and as part of that, they have to go to school, uh, and the plumber's two, uh, two night, nights a week. Um, and I know a lot of my, my apprentices, are, <laughs> it's a little stressful for them, especially uh, uh, when life gets in the way. Yes. So you're saying you're working at B&G Plumbing um, and you're working under the supervision of a journeyman. When you first started there, how did you find you know the plumbing industry? I mean, I, I imagine this was the first time you were working in the plumbing industry. Um, how I figured that out was uh, when they were building the um, they were building a hotel um, on our reservation, and uh, the the Shoshone Bannock Tribes of Tarot Office they offer you know work to tribal members, right. and they place you in jobs. So I actually went to job went to work up there for. Uh, BNG plumbing um, to to be like a just a laborer like a helper and got to know the folks that were on the job and they uh, offered me a, a full-time position working for them oh, you know nice. as as an apprentice if they if I was interested in staying on with them full-time so they were kind of impressed with you then. yes yeah they they liked my work ethic that you know I showed up for work every day and you know you you know you get comfortable and you you know do a good job then people notice that well I, kn I know with your classroom stuff you're very you take your classroom stuff very seriously yes uh, you reach out to me on a regular basis uh, if you have even if you want to state a certain opinion going, hey, Paul, I think this is wrong, <laughs> which I appreciate because that I think that's made the program um, uh, a little better over the years. In fact, may, maybe you can comment on that. How do you because you started, I think, when I was just starting or just bef just as Joanne Wren, who was my predecessor, was leaving. Yes. I kind of want to know your you know opinion on how the program has changed over the last few years. <clears throat> um, I think the program's changed a lot because there's more interaction one on one. Um, when you get a classroom setting for anything, just in like any school, you know, if you have, you know, one teacher and you've got a whole bunch of people, you, it's hard to get the the one on one. It's hard to get the the things that you need to know, you know, on a on a one on one basis. Right. You know, a general a general study for like a general classroom training is awesome, but sometimes you need that you need that extra you know extra. Um, help to get the little things that you need that yeah, other one, people wouldn't have one thing one or two things that you're going i'm a little having a little trouble with this concept can you give me a little extra time yes and i know we only had one instructor for four years for quite a while and um that's changed recently yes and i think what the, the program the way that the program i think is is helping a lot of the people that are in the class right now is that you know you broke up the the program broke up the first and second year to the third and the fourth year so when you have four different years of apprentices trying to to learn something from one instructor it's hard for that instructor to teach you know guys in the fourth year we understand a lot more than the guys that are in the first year because oh, yes. you know you know they're, they're not understanding what the what the instructor is talking about so it kind of it kind of makes things harder for them. Yeah, I, I think that also gives the instructor an opportunity to spend more time with the first and second years who need that more time. It, it does, and and what I think what's good is when you broke them up because some of the some of the stuff that we and us in the third and the fourth year class now, um, 
everything that the instructor in the first and second year is teaching the first and second year, we've already heard that for the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like every year it kept going back and forth. So now where it's third and fourth year, we can concentrate more on the stuff that we need for graduation, for getting our license, a lot more technical stuff yeah. for code, code, city licenses, yeah. state licenses, things like that. Because your journeyman test is code, code, code. Yes, code. it's a lot yeah, about uh, code. And I know that um, this is the year that you should be like getting bombarded with that because you yes. try to prepare you for that. Um, now, we also introduced the live streaming um, last year. Um, what do you think of that? I think it's really good because um, a lot of people that li live in the outlying communities as far as 60, 80 miles, you know, um, Preston, Montpelier, Idaho Falls, Rigby, Rexburg, you know, Fort Hall, a lot of places that are a long ways away. And when people work till 5 o'clock and class starts at 630, it's hard for people to get from that distance to get to class and then you got to sit through class until 9 30 and then they got to drive all the way home so you're not getting into bed till almost 11 you know 10 30 oh, yeah, 11 o'clock so with the live streaming i think it's really it's really good too and also for me what i find that's nice about the live streaming is that i can concentrate more reading my book and i don't have a lot of the outside distraction noise this distraction from, from other people that are not you know um they're not participating in what I'm trying to do, you know, so it, it's, it's better to, for me to learn. I can read, I can think, I can have a setting to where I know what's going on, but also all I got to do is click my button and unmute and ask the instructor, you know, and say, and I know you're very vocal in class. Yeah. You, you know, yes. And um, so, you know, and it's nice to be able to interact with them, you know, with the instructor because it's easier to um, ask a question. You know, and people would think that it would be harder to do, but it's actually really good because you can actually have that conversation. You know, you're just talking with the instructor. Right. So your your specific questions that you have or um, uh, chapters or notes or codes, your instructor's right there to, to help you. Yeah, and the, I think the instructors are pretty responsive with the online people. I, I find Hugh and I are joining on the spot when they're responding to people who are asking questions over the stream. Yes. Um, now, um, also, I, I think uh, it also has helped if you're sent away for work, too. It allows you to actually participate in class and not miss that classroom session. Yes. A lot of, a lot of times we get sent out of town to work. So if we're in a, a hotel or, you know, somewhere out of town, you know, working or whatever, we can still be able to log on to a Wi-Fi. We've got our laptops. We can be able to log on wherever we're at, even on your telephone. You can, yeah. you got internet on your telephone. You could actually get on and, yeah. and be able to participate and, and, you know, to at least be in there. Gary has a question. Gary, yeah. what's your question, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, Matt, that's really great. You know, one of the things that, that I like about uh, being able to stream like that is, is that we can save all the class recordings. Do you take advantage of those, or do you hear about people taking advantage of the recordings? Yes, um, I watch them quite a bit. And then um, some of the other guys, they, they, they go back and watch them <laughs> later on, too. Because there's a lot of stuff that when you go through, um, like the instructor will go through a book, and he'll be able to show the show the book that we're working on our, on our Moodle or on our, on our, uh, on our books. So a lot of times you can go back and look at that. And like me, when I print, when I take my test, I print my test out. So then I can go back and research them. But the videos are the same way. You can actually go back and watch the videos. So if there was something that you, that you remembered that the instructor said, you can actually go back and go through and you can listen and, and you can watch what, what, what they're doing. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so, glad it's beneficial. Yes. Uh, we were kind of really, we were kind of really worried when we, when we introduced that because you know, a lot of people, if they're left to like going an online class and they're uh, sometimes they don't have that motivation of that classroom environment but we actually found that um, for our third fourth and uh, second years our um, graduate our pass rate actually went up 
Um, and I think that's because they felt like they weren't like trapped in the classroom. Because that's part of it is, especially, uh, you know, you get through the year and they feel like they're working all day. They're, they have to go to the classroom. They're kind of trapped there and they get very discouraged after a while when it's just, become, like you said earlier, yeah. they're repetitive. <clears throat> they're going, um, you know, classroom to, you know, work to class, work to class, work to class. You know, you kind of need a little break where you're at home enjoying your home. Yeah, and I think the streaming is really, really beneficial because, like I said before, it's something that you can, you know, you can sit in your easy chair, you sit in your recliner, and you can read, you can, you know, enjoy, you know, what you're doing there. You're not having to go, you know, out in the community or whatever. And like, especially in the wintertime, you know, a lot of us, when the wintertime, everybody knows here it snows so much yeah. and the weather gets so crazy. And so there's times when we've had to cancel class over the last couple of years because of the weather and so on and so forth. But now with the live streaming, you know, uh, we get a text from you yeah. um, that, you know, and that's what's beneficial for me also is that, you know, you as the director, you always send us text messages, you know, throughout, say, you know, classes moved to this room or classes changed to this or and that's nice to be able to have that communication, email, text message. So now if the weather is really super bad. We can still have class, yeah. but we don't. The instructor's not going to. I gonna feel bad for the instructor. Yeah, this instructor. The one yeah, but, uh, but but if the instructor's not going to go, then of course we're not going to have class, which, which is there. But I mean, yeah. just in, in 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 a sense that if the local community people who live right here in Pocatello can get to class because it's not so bad, but those of us that are coming from miles and miles away, you know, sometimes they shut the interstates down. You can't, you yeah. know, you come to class and you get stuck here because the interstate's closed. Yeah, so you're close so you're yeah, done. that's that that's really really good because you still have that aspect to get into class. You can still participate and still get what you need. Now going back to your career, um, do you enjoy plumbing? Yeah, I do. Okay, what is the biggest <clears throat> part of your enjoyment of the job? Um, I think a lot of it is the the variety of the of the work. It's never the same. You know, you would think that plumbing is going to be the same in everything, uh -huh. but um, uh, where I work for BNG Plumbing, we're a big commercial contractor, so we do a lot of huge jobs right now. We're we're, we're the plumbing contractor that's working on the Eames building. Oh, really? The, the new Idaho State University Eames building, you know. So we're plumbing that building, and that's going to be a year-long job. Uh -huh. That's going to be beneficial, you know, for us, and so and for um, us, and, and for us as well. Yes, and so for the university. Um, you know, we do everything from residential plumbing all the way to huge. We did the, the casino and the hotel, the Eames building. And we have, you know, we work a lot with the university. We do a lot of plumbing here at the university. Oh, and excellent. so, you know, so when you, you know, when you do all these different things, it's always something different. You oh, learn okay. so much by not doing the same thing every day in a, in, a, in a job. That's what people do. And has your journey been, uh, been, um, uh, aware of your needs as a, as a, as you've been going through and been helping you uh, grow as a plumber? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what's good about, you know, um, employers that are willing to to step up and um, hire someone that has nothing to do with plumbing, have never done it before. Yeah, and that's part of the and, whole and, apprenticeship and, phase. Yeah, yes. You don't know anything when you yeah, start. Yeah, you don't. And right now we've got a couple of guys right now that just hired on with our company and they're first year apprentices and they come in with nothing. They come in and say, you know, I want to be an apprentice. And so they hired them out and teach them, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to need. And we're going to get you going. And they got them enrolled in school, you know, so they're, they're working now and they're, and that's, what's really nice is because the companies that are willing to take the time and teach someone, it's going to benefit the company over yeah, the years. It, it does. And, it makes better employees. Yes. And through the apprenticeship program, you learn a lot more. I mean, everybody can go to a job and do the job, do the job, do the job, but the, the training that you get through the apprenticeship program, the education and the knowledge that you get to back that up. When you go to a job, you have an idea of what's going on because you're learning it in the classroom. 
so you, you take that back to your job and then it makes it so much easier. Well, that's why I, I think the whole part of the uh, on the job and the classroom trainings, you have those aha moments going. Yes. You, both, both back and forth. You know, you're in class and you go, oh, we worked on this yesterday. Or you're out in the field and go, we just studied this in class. And, you, and those two things kind of click together. Um, yes. And I, I think it gives you a little, little more rounded about the whole profession. Yes. So I have to ask you then, um, <clears throat> since this is your fourth year, you're going to be taking your journeyman exams this soon. Mm -hmm. Are you looking forward to supervising someone? Uh, not really. <laughs> Um, you know, for me, I've, you know, I'm nowadays the way that things work, you know, I'm, whereas like I'm, I mentioned before, I'm 50 years old, uh -huh. you know, and for me to, to work, you know, I'm the oldest, I'm the oldest plumber that works for our company. Uh -huh. And so now, the, you know, the, the younger generations coming up 25 years old, 30 years old, 35 years old, those are the ones that are the guys that are coming up that are being the supervisors. Uh -huh. For me, I mean, I've supervised people in the past, uh -huh. you know, and I'd rather work alongside people than supervise just because I don't want to have to deal with a lot of the paperwork and <laughs> stuff like that. I just assume, I just assume, you know, be the worker, okay. you know? So, so um, uh, do you think that uh, once you finish with your dreaming, you'll stick with BNG? They've yes. Been, they've been good to you. <clears throat> yes. The, yeah. They've, they've been really, really phenomenal with um, all the employees, you know, I mean, that's something that, you know, that's they, great. and you know, it's kind of, I think it's kind of a reward for them to to sponsor me to go through the apprenticeship program and help me out and and you know mentor me and sponsor me through the program because you have to have the work hours to go along with the school in order to right, get your test. Exactly. So you know I think for a lot of people um, there are a lot of folks that go and go through their apprenticeship program and they get their license and then they go off and get their own business license or they leave. But for me um, at, at this point right now I'm the the. You know, the, the folks at B&G have been phenomenal. You know, they've helped me along the way, you know, through ups and downs and thick and thin, you know. Yeah. So I think I, well, it, you know, I feel like I, you know, I feel like I'm part of a family there, you know. So why why leave? You know, they they took the time to get me where I'm at. So, you know, I feel that. Yeah, because, again, when you start the apprenticeship, you know nothing. Yes. And they're basically going, hey, we'll come in. We'll we'll train you. We'll give you the, the training you need. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and. So they're they're taking a, a chance on you. Yes, and I, and I do know for year ones that's uh, that's a that's a big chance because a lot of year ones don't make it. Um, uh, that's well, it, it's tough because when you start the apprenticeship program, you know there you have to know it's a four year program. So yes. if, if if you're working for a job that you don't want to do that later on, or you don't think you want to do this, then you know. Once you start it, it's like you got to you got to finish it. But in the same respect, when you work for a company, you got to be able to want to stay with that company because you want to have them along along the way. Because if you don't have that, and you go back and forth job to job, your school and you know you spend a lot of money to go to school, you know, and that's one of the things. That you, it's a reward to to do that, you know. Right, and right. Like, you want to you want to everyone if they get into the apprenticeship, you want them to enjoy what they're doing. Yes. And I think that's part of the reason why we have uh, some apprenticeships that leave year one is because they, they started and they realize this is not what I enjoy doing. And yes. they, they leave because, you know, they're offered a job and everyone likes to be offered a job and have a check every week. But then when you look down the road going, I'm going to be doing this for four years and I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> you know, one of the things too that, that it's hard for apprentices is that when you hire on with a company, 
as an apprentice as a first year, your wages are really, really low. Yes. So you're so you're really it's an entry it's level. an entry level position to where, you know, sometimes you're, you know, making eight, nine, ten dollars an hour. Yeah, basically uh, and, and, minimum wage yes. to, to ten. Yes. Minimum wage to ten. Yes. And then as the years go by, you get your certain hours every six months, you get these little raises here and there. And after when you first start out, you're making eight, nine, ten dollars an hour. And then when you graduate, you're making twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. But it's a step process that, that well, and, I think that that's frustrating for someone to, well, I can't live on $8 an hour yeah, and go to it, school. So it's, it's, it's a commitment for me, especially, I mean, I was fortunate that I, you know, I already own my home and, yeah. you know, I, I don't have a lot of that kind of stuff. So when I got into the apprenticeship, I didn't have a lot of the, the other overhead expenses that a lot of folks the struggling with families and stuff like that. Yeah, but the apprenticeship does show a pathway to those wages. Yes, increases. it does. You know, so it when does. someone starts, they at least know this is what <clears throat> I need to do to get wage increases. And that's again part of the apprenticeship yes. program. You, you have a very structured training program and very structured wage scale um, definition of you know when you go into it. Yes. But you're right. A lot of people they 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 go in that first year and they're, they're not prepared. Um, mm. uh, I think with the electrical, <clears throat> plumbing, and the HVAC. Yes. It's just they, they start in and they go, I didn't know it was going to be this. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it's a commitment that you, you know. Uh, oh, that's our timer. Oh, there you go. All right. So um, I got I, I actually have this written down. So I, I can see our time is up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, Matt, for um, spending some time with us and sharing your thoughts on the apprenticeship program and also apprenticeships in total. I really appreciate that. And um I don't know if I've ever said this before, but you know our, our apprenticeship program wouldn't exist without the apprentices. Yes. Um, and we try to do our best for them, but we understand that they struggle um, every day. And you know, it's they're doing their job, and they're coming to school, and it's not easy. I mean, some, you know, I, some of them, um, they're not just going through the four-year program; they're living life for four years. Yes. Um, and that's really a tough thing to do because you never know what's going to happen. I have um, apprentices that have babies. And they have to drop because the baby's too much, or they have a death in the family, yep. um, and life's just and, and it's hard. So the commitment that you've made for that four year, I really appreciate that. Um, and I realize it's a lot of work, and I I kind of want people to, out there to realize an apprenticeship is a, a large commitment. It's a lot of work, but it's at least a pathway for that training expense. You know, yeah, and you know, like you know, I just want to mention too is you know, like you talk about, it's a non non credited um, something for for school and things. But without the apprenticeship program, um, you wouldn't be able to get the get the licenses. You wouldn't be able to get those kind of things without that without the apprenticeship program because you have to do that. And so I think it's beneficial for a lot of people to do it. So you just got to commit and do it. Okay, excellent. So um, I just want to uh, say it again that uh, Matt works for BNG Plumbing. Plumbing, they're a commercial plumbing in town. If you need any commercial plumbing needs, reach out to them. Uh, also, you can find us at um, Sweet, C-E-W-T online. That's at uh, uh, cetrain.isu.edu. Um, and I hope you take a uh, chance to listen to our other podcast, uh, newsletter, and the blogs that we have. And I want to thank you for joining us for, you call it, Sweet Talk. Sweet. <laughs> thank right, you. Nicely done, both of you guys. Bye -bye. Thank you. All right. Yeah. See you Continuing education, workforce training, SWEET, is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. 
We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is ctrain.isu.edu. Or call us at 208-282-3372.